0: Good afternoon to you all. Welcome to Bethany Evangelical Church for a time of Bible teaching. As this is a communion service, we'll focus on something that is relevant to that. And I'd like to read from the New King James version of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 Peter chapter one, and Hebrews chapter nine, verses from them, not them all. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And First Peter chapter 1 verse 18. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Then Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood and without shedding of blood, there is no remission, that is remission from sins. When we take the bread, we break it and we remember the Lord Jesus. It's a symbol of the Lord's body on the cross that was broken for us. When we take the cup, we drink from it. It contains wine, which is symbolic of his blood shed. And as Peter calls it, his precious blood was shed. And that's what I'd like to look at this afternoon, his precious blood. Why is it precious, first of all? It's precious because of who he is. He is Jesus Christ. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, God manifests in the flesh, God the Son incarnate, who was taken by wicked hands and slain upon that cross, and his blood was shed. Why was his blood shed? Why is that important? Because as Hebrews teaches us, there is no remission from sin without shedding of blood. Animal blood sacrifice is something that today is repellent to us. Uh, It's not something that we would tolerate to take place in our society. It's something that we would forbid. And indeed, just blood sports themselves in the past few years have been deemed illegal because we do not like to see animal blood uh, being shed. And uh, we can sympathize with that as well. It's something that is horrible. But human sacrifice, that's far worse, surely. Human sacrifice is horrific and uh, certainly forbidden. And it was forbidden in the Old Testament as well. There were records of people, even kings, sacrificing their children uh, in fire. And uh, that was uh, an awful thing. And the Lord condemned it quite rightly. It's both appalling Both are appalling by today's standard, but this is the Bible's teaching. This is what the Bible teaches, and this is what God teaches us, that it's only through the sacrifice of blood that we can be forgiven, and only the Lord Jesus' blood, which forgives for all time. So what do we learn from this? Well, one of the things that we need to learn Is that just as blood sacrifice is appalling? What's even worse is our sin. Our sin is appalling to God, the sin of the human race, my sin, my own personal sin, and your personal sin. It's that which separates us from God, it's rebellion against Him from that first time in the early chapters of Genesis when Adam and Eve uh, sinned through to. This very present moment, the human race is sinful. And the Puritans had a phrase that they used called the sinfulness of sin. And it's not something that we consider much today. We explain it away. We don't grasp just how serious sin is, in particular our own sin. It's easy to think of people who are worse than us or we think are worse than us. It's easier for us to think of people in history who have gone down in infamy because of the wickedness that they uh, committed, the wickedness that they were in charge of. I'm sure we can think of individuals, Um, but every person is a sinner. Every person sins apart from the one perfect human, Jesus Christ, born without sin but we don't grasp it we don't take it seriously our own sin but it must be judged it has to be punished and the old testament and the new testament is clear about that sin will be dealt with and has been dealt with my sin will be judged and punished but has been punished in christ which we'll get to we can think of extreme examples from the Old, Tem- Old Testament about this punishment of sin. First of all, of course, there was the expulsion from the Garden of Eden. That was a res- as a result of sin. The first human beings were expelled from the Garden of Eden because of their sin. And then we can think uh, how the world went up to the flood. How uh, Only eight people were spared because the rest, although all the eight were still sinners, Noah had faith in God and his family was spared. But the world that then was perished in that flood. Sin was judged. We can also think of Sodom and Gomorrah and the judgment of fire that came upon those two cities. And then we can think of the Exodus where the nation of Egypt Egypt was judged because of their wickedness towards the children of Israel, and also the conquest of Canaan, where the people of that land were were thrust out of it by the incoming people, the nation of Israel, to whom God had given that land. Now, when we think of these, we we can accuse God of being or behaving badly towards these people but that's only because we do not realize the seriousness of sin and it was the seriousness of sin that caused these things to happen and sin must be judged blood sacrifice was used by abel and uh, it was not used by cain abel gained forgiveness his sacrifice was accepted Blood sacrifice was uh, set up in the early days of the Old Testament uh, as something that Israel needed to do, both on a national scale and as individuals. They needed to take those animals and sacrifice them. Their blood was shed so that their sins would be covered. And they all point to Christ's final once-for-all sacrifice on the cross, which is what we remember when we take the cup and uh, we drink the wine that is in it. We remember his precious blood shed upon that cross. An appalling amount of sin covered by an appalling deed, the atonement on the cross. And uh, I believe that that was the only way that our sins were dealt with through Christ Christ. The Old Testament sacrifices looked towards that day when Christ was on the cross. The animal sacrifice themselves didn't do away with sin. It was what they symbolized that does away with sin. And that's the only way. And that shows us the greatness of sin, but the even greater love of God in giving his son. That's why we remember it. That's why we remember his body broken on the cross. That's why we, we remember his blood shed upon the cross for us because of the great love of God. And as the passage in Corinthians reminds us, his death wasn't the end. He was resurrected. And this sacrifice, communion service points towards that day when he will come again. And as Peter reminds his people that God raised him from the dead and gave to him glory, that's the Lord Jesus, and that our faith and our hope is in him, is in God. And that's a great thing that we can take from this communion service as we remember the Lord Jesus in the way that he appointed. And remember, he appointed this before the cross, knowing that his blood was to be shed in the way that it was. What great love God has shown us that he forgives us through the shedding of the blood of his only son on the cross. What wonderful love we can remember this afternoon as we remember our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. May God bless you till next time. Thank you.